This is episode 447 of the Prepper Website Podcast, where I connect you with resources that will help you live a more self-reliant life so you can love your people, get prepared, and live free. Today's article, 21 Useful Items Good Preppers Never Throw Out and Why. Hey, I'm Todd Sepulveda, the editor of PrepperWebsite.com. This podcast is an audible version with some commentary of articles that have been posted on Prepper Website, a daily curation of preparedness information. These articles are some of the best of the best that have been recently posted on PrepperWebsite.com. All article links and show information can be found on the PrepperWebsitePodcast.com. Hey everyone, well, it has been a night for me to, uh, to, to finally settle down and be able to get to the point where I can record this podcast for you uh, for tomorrow. So uh, I'm just I'm going to jump in <laughs> so that I can go ahead and uh, do the editing and get it up for you. Uh, it's just been one of those nights for me. So anyway, this article comes to us from survivalpedia.com and it's 21 useful items good preppers never throw out and why. And so I'm going to read this. It's not a very long article. There's some good things here, maybe some things that I don't completely agree with. And uh, I had an idea as I was preparing for this one, another thing that you could do uh, that, you know, that you wouldn't want to throw away. So, of course, there's plenty of things that you wouldn't want to throw away. And so I'll, uh, you know, if you have one of those as, as we finish reading this one, feel free to come on over to the comment section for episode 447 and, and drop me a few of those. I'd love to share those with the podcast community. So here we go. Let's go ahead and start. Like I said, 21 useful items good preppers never throw out and why. Preppers already have experience in storing food, clothing, and other important essentials. However, there are many other resources around the house that can also prove invaluable for survival. Things that you can recycle, collect, or repurpose into useful tools and bargaining chips. Take a look at our full list and see which you can start collecting today. As a bonus, you'll notice that many of these items have excellent synergy with each other as you continue learning how to reuse everything around you. So the first one is dryer lint. When it comes to small throwaway things, nothing is quite so humble as dryer lint, which is why many people throw it away as soon as they take it out of the dryer. However, that lint has an excellent use that we should all know about. It's a perfect tinder filler when starting fires. Grab a bag or other container and start storing your dryer lint. It can compact very tightly, allowing you to collect it for years until you need the perfect tender. And I, I just want to say that every time I think about that, it brings back Boy Scout memories because that was the way that he wasn't really our scout master, but he was one of the adult leaders. And he was he was like a grandfatherly type guy, but he was one of those that, you know, like, hey, make a fire kit. So before I even knew what a fire kit was, we had a ferro rod and a striker and some dryer lint. And then we had some shavings and things like that that we would, you know, make fire. And he was great. I remember one time, you know, we were trying to build a fire and we were going about it the the, the wrong way. And he's like, come here, come here. And he just took us around and showed. I mean, he, he was like, hey, grab this, grab that, grab this. And man, it was just so awesome. That fire just started up. And when you're young like that and something like that happens, man, you think it's magic. But anyway, so dryer lint was one of those things, and I always remember it. And so, uh, you know, that's one that definitely keep. And the thing that I want to share with you at the end has to do with that dryer lint. So, uh, you know, I'll uh, I'll circle back around to that one here in the, at the end. The next one is used tires. Used tires are an excellent garden re- garden resource. 
The wheel itself can be buried or filled with soil to create an easy weed-free planter. If you lack comfortable resting space, you can use tires to make a quick DIY outdoor seat. If you're feeling creative, tire treads also make an excellent liner for pots, tables, and steps. When in doubt, you can also build a swing for the kids. Then plastic grocery bags. A simple plastic grocery bag is flimsy and a little annoying. You want to do something with it, but you aren't sure what and it wouldn't last long for any serious task. 100 plastic grocery bags, however, are an excellent start for insulation material. It's a cinch to stuff grocery bags in cracks, open spaces between studs, shed walls, and anywhere else where you need some extra warmth. You'll quickly find out that these spots can hold a nearly endless number of scrunched up grocery bags, which will trap tiny pockets of air and offer effective insulation. Just make sure to keep them away from fireplaces, furnaces, and other sources of heat. The other thing you can use plastic grocery bags for is, you know, you can use them for lashing material and things like that. You know, if, th if that's something you want to, you know, uh, use and you want to show other people how to how to do that, make a uh, make, you know, rope or whatever out of plastic uh, bags. All right. So uh, next one is water or milk jugs. Wash these jugs out with a little bleach and use them for storage. They are particularly well suited for storing long term foodstuffs and gardening resources. Beans, seeds, rice, grains, they are all perfect fits for these jugs without weighing too much. If you don't like buying sealed water from the store for, for your personal storage, you can also boil water and refill these jugs with clean water for long-term resources. Okay, so like I said, this is one that I do not agree with. Uh, water in milk jugs, uh, I would not reuse them for anything food or water purposes. The plastic in them, so you know, a lot of the times we talk about two-liter bottles and or two-liter two-liter soda bottles. Those are a little bit more sturdy, and they hold. If you think about it, it's carbonated liquid under pressure, uh, and so the plastic there is a little bit more sturdy, holds up. It's more durable, and you know, you can. I don't know if you've ever had like I have a Canada Dry. <laughs> I have a two-liter bottle of Canada Dry in the bottom of my. Uh, pantry that's been there for I don't know how long, right? And it's still, I, I mean, it's never been open. I bet I could open it up and it, it would still fizz and all that kind of stuff. So, you know, two liter bottles are a little bit different, but milk jugs and, you know, those water jugs that you get, those, that plastic is not the same type of plastic and those break down a lot quicker. And so I would not use those at all for water storage or food storage. Now you can use those for containers. You know, you can cut them out. I've seen, you know, where you can cut out part of it where you can have the handle and use the handle for different things. And there's a lot of other uses for them. So I would agree that you can use them in multiple ways. And, and maybe, you know, you just want to put some sand in it or whatever. You can use it as a weight. I mean, who, you know, who knows? There's a lot of different things you can do and you can just do a quick Pinterest uh, search and find out all kinds of uses for it. But I would not use it for water or milk jugs. All right, so the next one is glass jars. There are many types of glass jars out there and not all are worth saving. However, many sturdy jars, especially around mason jar size, can serve important purposes. Use them as makeshift lanterns for outdoor candles. Fill them with soil for a safe, tiny garden that's excellent for nurturing starter plants. Fill them with awkward screws, large spices or nuts, and other objects that don't fit anywhere else. 
And while you can bake muffins or brownies in glass jars, you should be very wary canning with used jars. Unless you can guarantee an airtight seal with a canning lid, the jars become havens for dangerous bacteria. And so I'm sure they're talking about when they're, they're just talking about using just regular old jars. I have heard people say that you can reseal other types of jars. I don't know all about that, but I mean, I know that they're here. They're not talking necessarily about canning jars and your mason jars where you're using those for canning, but using other jars and, and trying to reuse those lids. So that's good advice there. But there's just, you know, if you have glass jars, there's so many other things you can use them for instead of canning. If you're canning, you're going to want to use mason jars and you're going to want to use brand new lids and rings and all that kind of stuff. All right. Next one is wax materials. We're talking about anything waxy here. Beeswax, crayons, melted candles, and so on. In most cases, you can collect the leftovers, melt them down again, and recreate a candle, wick required, without having to buy a new one. Another use for those mid-sized glass jars. You can also do the same with soap, but don't combine the more caustic soap pieces with your potential candle pieces. All right, cooking grease. Cooking grease, including baking grease, is far more durable than many realize. This is why you should never pour grease down a drain or into a garbage disposal since it will congeal there and clog your pipes. However, if you have a sealable container handy, you can strain out the grease through a cheesecloth or similar strainer to remove impurities from cooking and store it for reuse. Once cooled down, cooking grease lasts for a very, very long time, so it's definitely worth saving. The big exception here, if you don't already know it, is cooking grease from cooking fish. Fish oil will become inseparable from the other grease used and, well, they will stink. Permanently. So throw away fish-based cooking grease. Alright, so if you're not one of those who are just wanting to reuse cooking grease, uh, and I don't know too many people that do, but you can use that as uh, a fuel to burn in a lantern, you know. And so even baking, uh, bacon grease uh, can be used for that. Uh, of course, it's going to smell like bacon and you might want to eat your candle, but, but you can do that. And so I know that people have talked about before in the past, like when you have cooking oil that's gone rancid, don't throw that away. You can still you know, use it like in a lantern type uh, you know, device. Uh, you just might not want to use it for cooking. Now, again, all the cooking grease, I, I'm not one who reuses cooking grease, but again, I don't cook with a whole lot of cooking grease, but I know that bacon grease and those types of things, if you, if you were like, you know, cleaning it up or sending it through cheesecloth and straining it and all that kind of stuff, you could possibly make some candles out of it. But, uh, you know, look into that one. All right. Next is spice and pill bottles. Obviously you can use these for your spices and homemade pills. But that's only the beginning. These bottles are the perfect size for unique little storage kits where you can hold all the materials you need for a survival solution. Put in some fishing line, a few hooks, and small weights, maybe a lure or two, and you have a fishing kit ready to go in an emergency. Put in some of that dryer lint and a few matches, and you have a fire kit safe from the rain. Those are just some of the many different kits you can create which makes it easy to see why many people keep these bottles in their bug out bags. I agree. You know, one of the, the of course, I do Altoids all the time. I mean, that's one of the things that, I, you know, I have Altoids and I 
just I'm, I'm munching on them all the time and I love those little tins. I use those tins for so many different things. But one of the other, uh, I guess, uh, cases is uh, the Mentos gum. Recently, I took a picture of it and I put it on uh, on Instagram. So if you follow me on Instagram, you probably have seen it. But it, that's a nice size little bottle. And so you could put in a nice fishing kit in there. And so imagine, you know, you have something like that and you're just kind of stashing some of these kits in different places. And maybe it's a, a small little medical kit, you know, a little, you know, put some Band-Aids in there, maybe some Neosporin, whatever, some uh, bee sting, whatever, uh, you know, swabs. And you can kind of put these in different places and have them available, like in a car or in a, at the office, in your bag. And that just makes sense. So spice and pill bottles, there's many, many different uses for those. All right, next is used shoes. It may not seem like old shoes have much use after you are done wearing them, except as a dog chew toy. However, historically, shoes have actually been one of the most valuable items in the average house. They are traditionally expensive, hard to make, and worn until they literally fall apart. Without shoes, even basic travel becomes far more difficult and dangerous, making them largely mandatory and in high demand. That's why the most thorough preppers set aside a bin or a box for used and outgrown shoes. If economic systems collapse, they are one of the best items for bartering, and even old shoes still have a lot of personal value in them when you can't get new shoes anymore. So that's one of the items that people will suggest. Like when you go to a thrift store, look and see that they have some really good like quality boots, hiking boots and things like that. People just whatever they throw them away or or you know my my kids their feet grew so fast i know that there were some like dress shoes that they wore one or two times and that was it and they were still like they looked brand new and so there's people out there that you know that happens to and they they go ahead and they they take their stuff to like goodwill or a thrift store or whatever so that's something that uh, that happens there i always like to switch out my my tennis shoes for uh you know like working out in the yard and so i have some that i've taken up to the country actually a couple of of pairs where i just kind of leave up there so if they get muddy and they get destroyed i don't really care i have some that i that i leave here for the backyard and then so i just kind of switch those out but i do wear my my uh i'm pretty hard on shoes so i do wear them out pretty pretty much but that's a great idea to to be able to do that all right uh, next is empty lighters when a lighter has emptied and no longer produces a stable flame, most people throw them away and get another without a second thought. But even empty lighters can prove surprisingly useful, especially if there's no chance at getting any lighter fluid. The small sparks that the lighter produces can still light fires, especially when combined with a sensitive tinder like lint. It's a ready-made flint sparker that you can keep in your pocket or store in one of those spice bottles for a fire kit. Like shoes, you may even want to consider storing a collection for trade just in case. So that's a good point. I know that Selco talked a little bit about, uh, he found a way to re refuel them. And so when he was in, uh, you know, in the, the, the Bosnian war that he would refill uh, lighter fluid or refill lighters with the fluid. And that way, you know, he would trade and barter that. So that was uh, pretty valuable for him. But yeah, the striker. So if you have like a ferro rod and you're using that to create sparks so that you can start a fire, a lighter would just do just as well, right? All right, so next are old motors and small engines. 
We're not talking about vehicle-sized motors, which don't really have much value outside of the car, but small motors like the kind used for lawnmowers actually have a lot of applications. Engines from something small like a mower are simpler and don't usually require complex fuel additives. Highly portable and amiable to create reconstruction or creative reconstruction. In the right conditions, you can use them to power a generator or to create a personal transport device or to repair other devices that require an engine to function. Have an electric motor instead? Don't worry. The best electric mower models have powerful batteries that can hold a charge for a long time, making them a valuable commodity if electricity became a rare resource. Then there's newspaper. Chances are good that you already have a list of things to do with newspaper, from using it to start fires and clean windows to cutting it up for mulch, but we'd like to suggest a more long-term use for newspaper that will have you double-checking your stash, weaving a basket. When newspaper is rolled into strips, it becomes a surprisingly reliable weaving material that can create all types of baskets and holders. These are great for storage, disposable trash cans, or simply creating useful items to share or sell. And they aren't quite as attractive to pests as cardboard. So there's a link here you can uh, click on to go check out some of these baskets and holders. Then there's egg cartons. If you haven't tried this yet, save your next egg carton and use it as a starter kit for herbs or other plants. Simply fill each egg section with a bit of rich soil, plant your seeds, water lightly, and perch the carton by a window to watch the results. It's the perfect way to start a number of small seeds at the same time. You can also use these cartons as fuel for the fire in a pinch. And so that would be the, uh, of course, the cardboard egg cartons there. And then any type of binding. We mean rope, twist ties, wire, twine, string, anything that you can use for binding. These materials are invaluable for securing objects, building makeshift shelters, creating security perimeters, fixing broken equipment, building weapons, and much more. Never underestimate the usefulness of a simple piece of rope. And tin cans. Combine a tin can with some curled cardboard, a bit of that leftover wax we mentioned above, and you can create your own little mini heater. Of course, tin cans have many other uses, from perimeter alarms to weapons, but we're partial to the mini heater idea, since it's easy to create using scrap materials and offers a lot of value. Even if you don't keep many tin cans around, at least try this project out so you can know how to do it. So this one here, again, bringing up Boy Scout memories here, uh, we used kind of like a hobo can. And then this, you, basically what you're doing is you're creating a sterno and uh, actually a, a more powerful sterno. And so if you think about, you don't want to use a big tin can, but something like a tuna can, right? Or like if you think of like uh, crushed pineapples, the smaller ones. And so you would make sure that you have cardboard that is the height of that tin can. And then you just make sure that you, uh, you put it inside of that tin can and you just roll it up so it's pretty tight. And then if you uh, have melted wax and you put it on top of the cardboard and let it kind of seep through, it doesn't have to completely fill up, but it just, it starts to, that wax starts to coat the cardboard and, and go through the little cracks and things like that. Then you can light that and it, it becomes a pretty nice little sterno. So there was one camping trip that that's all I used to cook with. 
So I had a hobo can that I was able to turn over and that, you know, that was kind of like my stove top. And then I put the sterno inside of that. Of course, I had, you know, openings and all that kind of junk for air. But I used that to cook and it worked. I mean, and so that's one of those things that always, uh, you know, that I always remember. And it was just so cool. And I've made them since then. And it's very easy to do. And so that's one of the things that if you have this kind of material laying around, you can easily do it. All right. So the next one is bread bags. Remember above where we talked about how valuable a commodity shoes can be when the worst happens? Those of you in rainy areas probably thought, great, but unless those shoes are waterproof, they aren't going to be very useful where I'm at. Enter the humble bread bag, an ordinary plastic bag, but the perfect size for wrapping up water-sensitive shoes before going out in the rain. This keeps your feet from getting wet, along with the potential health issues that brings, and helps protect vulnerable shoes. And then leftover lumber. Lumber comes with an important caveat. Leftover pieces of lumber tend to be large and heavy. That means you may have trouble finding a place to store them, or problems taking them with you if you have to leave in a hurry. That's fine, but if you do have the space and security, keep those extra pieces of lumber around. They are obviously good for just about any construction project, support system, bulwark, or garden. And then pennies. After the precious metals like gold and silver, which can be difficult to recycle, copper is actually one of the most valuable metals today and offers even more practical value if manufacturing suddenly becomes difficult. Older pennies from before 1982 in particular are known for their high copper content. Start a collection jar for old pennies so you can stock up. Chopsticks. Need a little extra kindling? Chopsticks are easy to collect and the ideal larger tender material, perfect for constructing efficient fires. It's also useful to have some smaller wood pieces around for minor supports and building or craft projects. If you don't have room for large lumber, you can still collect chopsticks. Then there's safety pins. A trusty jar of safety pins can help you in uncounted survival situations. You can connect blankets together to build a quick shelter or a partition, close tears in clothing so that it can be so that it can better protect you against the elements, and even use them to help close wounds when nothing else is available. The pins can also act as mini tweezers for delicate work crafting tools, and so much more. However, make sure that you keep your safety pins in a well-sealed jar and safe environment. Moisture may cause the pins to eventually rust and lose their efficacy. And then the last one is small wheels. If you're in a hurry and short on space, it may be difficult to take a cart, wheelbarrow, or scooter with you. However, everyone has room enough for the small wheels that are the key parts of these devices. You can recycle wheels from older carts, toys, and other items you may have around the house. Keep these wheels in your bag along with a few compatible screws and you will be able to create a cart or platform for transportation as long as you can find a few basic scrap materials. All right, so I don't know about keeping it in your bag, but uh, you know, small wheels, that's one of those things that could be very, very uh, helpful if you're making a cart. All right, so there are uh, other... Uh, comments here that uh, you maybe you could bounce off of with other ideas and, and things like that. The thing that the thing that I wanted to circle back to about the the dryer lint 
is one of the things that you might go through a lot are toilet paper rolls, right? So toilet paper rolls or the rolls when you, you know, a paper towel roll or whatever. And so if you have a fireplace or you wind up, you know, have a, you have a fire pit and, and that kind of stuff, if you're saving this dryer lint, you can stuff dryer lint into these rolls and then pour, you know, switch out with a little bit of uh, wax every so often in there. And then you have basically you have a pretty nice log that would, you know, a fire starter that could, that could potentially start a fire. So you would uh, if you had a fireplace again or or whatever, you can go buy those those expensive logs that would burn for a long time to catch all the wood and all that kind of junk. I mean, you really shouldn't have to do that. But if you wind up building your fires that way, you can do this and, you know, have a, a nice little fire starter for free. And you can create, uh, you know, multiple ones of these. So if you have a big paper towel roll, you can cut it in half and you can fill it, you know, fill it with lint, put a little bit of wax in there, fill it with lint, put a little bit of wax in there. And then by the time you know it, you have this nice log that will burn, you know, have a, a, a long burn time so that you can uh, wind up, you know, starting your fires. And so it's kind of cool. I don't know. Uh, that's that's another potential, uh, you know, use for that. So guys, like always, I'm going to link to this in the show notes. It's 21 useful items, good preppers never throw out, and why coming to you from survivalpedia.com. And uh, go check out the link in the show notes. Well, everyone, that is it for episode 447. Hey, one more thing before we close out this podcast episode. Um, Don't forget about the live Facebook or the Facebook Live with James Leary of planandprepared.com. I'm looking forward to doing that. That's going to be Thursday night at 8 p.m. Central Standard Time. That's November 15th, 2018. And so I hope you can join us. If you are part of the email list, I will be sending out an email uh, blast probably about 30 to 45 minutes before we go live. And uh, just to remind everyone and let them know where we're going we're, we're gonna, uh, to do the live. It's going to be in the, the Prepper website Facebook page. And so you can come on over to that. And also I do have, uh, I did create uh, an event on Facebook to just kind of keep you uh, to, you know, top of mind and to remind you that it's coming because there's a lot of things going on, holiday parties and people gearing up for, you know, the weekends and all that kind of stuff, things that are happening. And so uh, I don't want you to miss this. He's going to be talking about home security. Things are crazy out there. And I think it's, you know, when we get a little bit of advice from a police officer who has many years of experience, I think that's always helpful. And so, you know, I'm looking forward to it and I'm hoping you will as well. Hey, if you are new to the podcast or you've never subscribed, you can come on over to theprepperwebsitepodcast.com and we have tons of links to your favorite podcast network and that way you never miss another episode of Sweet Prepper Goodness. Hey, and take a moment to connect with me. I mean, I am on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and then don't forget about the Facebook group. We'd love to have you over there and hanging out with us. And with that, choose to live a more self-reliant life. Choose not to be so dependent on the government grid or the grind. Until tomorrow, stay prepped and aware. Peace.